You're listening to Fridays at the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark for breakfast. Powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Yeah, hey Trent, do we have you there? Sorry, mate. Yep. Yes, g'day. How you going? Yeah, very good. I was, uh, we had just a couple of little technical issues, mate, but very uh, nice to be joined by you this morning. It's been a long time coming. I've always wanted to have a chat to you about uh, concussion, really. That's what Ricky Nolan and I were just talking about. Um, but obviously the recovery process. So you were concussed a little while ago now and, and have been sort of suffering from concussion symptoms for a long, long time. Um, where's everything at at the moment? Um, so, yeah, it has been a while. Uh, back in October 2022, I caught the knock and... Like a lot of us, we probably just think we're going to sit out for 12 days, but um, 16 months on, I'm sort of still dealing with the after effects of that hit. Um, in saying that, though, like I've spent a bit of time down in Melbourne, down in uh, in Cairns, uh, just trying to find out what's going on and, and working, trying to work it all out. But as I sit here now, I'm pretty well symptom-free. Um, it took a hell of a long time, but, yeah, life's a lot better. And, um, yeah, it, it's was incredibly challenging, but as I sit here now, I'm you know, pretty good. Have you... I sort of spoke to you a little bit about it privately, but have you contemplated a return to contact sports again? Because it's such a scary injury. Like, I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm a sook. I've had four concussions now. Um, my last concussion was last weekend, actually, and, and I'm still getting headaches over that. And, and when you're at your worst, when you can't sleep and you're dizzy and you can't think properly, you sort of think, hey, footy's just not worth it. Like, you've got your whole life to live. You've got everything else to enjoy. Um, it's just not worth it worth it at all but then you know I suppose you start recovering and you start feeling good and, and that love of footy comes back uh, where are you at with that sort of process are you going to look to make a return to footy or is it something where it's like now nah, after the last 16 months I just want to get my health back and then and then that's it yeah I'm not too sure like I'm obviously very passionate about footy I love it I love playing um, still my body's got a lot to give so it is a kind of a difficult one to sort of assess but um i think for me you know i've retired in my head a hundred times over but then when you start to see improvement and feel good you sort of think oh you know maybe i can do this um but probably only in the last three or four months i've sort of um began to really hook into the appropriate um rehabilitation through the guys i met in melbourne and I've barely sort of scratched the surface on it. So although it's probably the best thing to move on, like you said, you know, it's just a game of footy and it took me a long time. I'm just going to keep working through it. Uh, but I, I'm comfortable with if I never get back on the footy field. I understand that. But um, like I said, I barely scratched the surface on it. Um, but we'll see how we go. But, um, yeah, I'm just living sort of day by day, getting better. And if it comes up, I'll, I'll have a look at it. But then again, you know, reflecting on the last 16 months, I'm not sure it's something I want to go through again because it was pretty horrific, to be honest. But um, keep looking at it. But certainly not retired. But, um, yeah, just living in the moment at the moment, trying to get through it. Trent, Ricky Nolan here, mate. Just um, a bit... Some, I'm really interested in this, in all honesty. I... 30, probably 20, 30 years ago... Yeah, 30 years ago, it would have been my first game for St Mary's. I was 19, and... St Mary's had won about five flags in a row, so it's a hard side to break into. And Shane Ponter, Daniel Ponter's father, would come across and he tried to uh, tried to knock out a player for Wanderers who was a gun, Brett Dukowicz. He missed Dukowicz and hit me. I was knocked out absolutely cold, and I didn't wake up until I got carried off on a stretcher inside the change rooms. 
then I end up playing the next week. It was just I sort of it was impossible to break into this St Mary's side. I thought oh, I'll play next week. Now I was running around. I felt like I was drunk out there. It's just that you look back at it, mm-hmm. and back then I'm not saying it was a badge of honour, but I just didn't want to lose my spot because it was so hard to break into. But I look back at it in hindsight, and it was absolutely ridiculous playing seven days later. Did you? And, then, and as I said, hindsight has just come so such a long way with this now. And, I'm, and I'm not, it was a little bit of a badge of honour. You had to play back back in those days. But do you was you were you just one concussion, or you had several several different concussions? And my other second question: Would you go a couple of weeks without having symptoms, and then it go bad again, or was it? Did you go six months of having headaches every single day, or would you go? Would you go a couple of weeks without having nothing and then it'd, it'd happen again? No, so uh, I basically had constant symptoms. So the, the way I describe it is I had the worst possible migraine. Think of the worst migraine you've ever had. I had that for 12 months. So that, you know, maybe you want to live your life like that. Um, and would it come good for a migraine. week or so or not? No, never. No, um, never. Yeah. Uh, so, and the, the issue I had is I had absolutely no idea how to manage it. Um, and I guess that thing you were saying, like that badge of honour, you know, I, I played it. I've had, you know, I think about eight concussions. I remember where I blacked out. Um, and you know, I played at a time back in 2011. I think I started playing since 2010. I can recall, you know, um, getting knocked out. You know, the old test with the finger, follow my finger, and you're back out there. And I don't, you know, hold resentment or blame anyone for that. That's just what people understood at the time. And we just went back out there because I remember playing in the final and doing that. I, I was desperate to get back on. And I think that's what I'm trying to change now is sort of, you know, it's not a badge of honour. It's probably, you know, to go back out there. I get it. You know, I've been there and wanted to do it. But you don't want to end up like I did. Um, and I've probably failed to manage my concussions correctly over the years just by not knowing what's going on. Um, and I'm sure it would have been a lot worse back when you started. It was, you know, everyone wanted to get back out there and you were weak if you didn't. So um, I think, you know, it's slowly changing and they're going to, I think, increase those protocols again to make sure, you know, people aren't going out there. But, yeah, um, it's been several concussions for me and, uh, you know, I just managed them incorrectly, I think, in the past, and that's where I've got to now. So, yeah, I've got a couple of mates. Uh, in, they're in TFL legends from the seventies. They're in their uh, they're in their sixties or more now. Yeah, I, I won't name their names, but they're um, they're still living up in Darwin now. And they, they were, apparently, though, I never saw them play. It was before my time. But they were tough as and that. And I just I find them going backwards a lot lately. And I honestly reckon it's got a, me and my mates often talk about. It's got something to do with their, you know, probably concussions back in the day because we just, and as you said, it's not, um, you're not blaming anyone because the education was just, we just weren't educated, you know, weren't educated on this. And I just reckon these guys are in their 60s and often see them talking to themselves and things like this. And, and apparently they were, they were hard nuts and they would have got knocked out on the weekend and then played the next week. But it's good that that education and, and even yourself bringing it, bringing it to a fall so we can, we know more about it. Yeah, so, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't play footy. You know, I love it. The benefits of footy are enormous. Like, it's been massive for me in my life. It, it still is. Um, so, But we can have all the good parts of footy without the sort of the brain trauma and, like you said, the, the cognitive decline later in life that you're obviously seeing with some people you know. And um, it's just about understanding it and learning it. Like, I, I had no idea and I had to learn it on my own uh, just by just reaching out to people, finding people to talk to, and it took a lot longer than what it needed to. And it's like any injury, if you 
learn about it and manage it properly, like they're getting better with everything these days, you know, the outcomes are going to be better and we're not going to have people like Angus Brayshaw who are, you know, retiring at 28. We don't want to see that stuff. The guy's in his absolute prime. So um, it's all about education and not really changing the game as much. You can tweak the rules a little bit. Um, obviously, they've been, been doing that recently, but... Um, you know, I just want to see people learn about, you know, right foods to eat, the right people to see, and let's change the conversation and shift our attitude rather than burying our head in the sand and, um, you know, hoping it just goes away because it's not going to go away. No matter what we do to the rules, there's going to be concussions in the game, and, um, but what are we doing to manage it? And that's all I'm trying to sort of uh, share my story because I don't want anyone else to feel the way I did. It was, it was horrible, so, yeah. I think the frustrating part too, Trent, is how concussion is an injury that's a bit of a silent injury. You know, if you have a broken leg, everyone can see you walking around in your cast. But if you're struggling with concussion, um, a lot of times people just expect you to sort of put on a brave face and it's hard to tell um, just how bad someone's suffering. And I think another one too is just how different the experiences can can differ from one another. So I've had a couple of concussions um, myself. Obviously, I reached out to you during the week, um, having some effects from a concussion that I sustained last Saturday. And it's one of them tricky ones where... Like, I'm a little bit different in what you said. You had a constant migraine for, you know, months and months. Um, when I had a bad concussion in 2019, I'd have days where I felt like I'm, I'm recovered um, and, and, it, and it felt pretty good. But then later that night, I'd have the worst uh, headache, you know, you can imagine. And it'd be like going back to square one. Um, and it was just so frustrating because that gives you the sense like, hey, am I ever going to get better here? You know, I, I thought I was improving and then I just crashed back down again. Um, and that was that was personally such a frustrating thing for me. And even at the moment, you know, driving to, to the studio here this morning, I was feeling pretty close to 100%. And now the headache's sort of kicking in a little bit. So, um, what I want to know is, have many people reached out to you who are also suffering? You've been brave enough to share your story and share your vulnerabilities with, with all the concussion stuff. Has anyone um, hit you up and sort of asked you questions? Yeah, several people. Would probably be, oh, At the moment, I'd probably be helping oh, probably a dozen people at the moment through it. Um, and I'm not qualified in anything. It's just about, you know, who I saw. You know, the biggest change for me was eating the right foods. I had a shocking diet before um, this happened. Mm. I had to completely change everything. Um, I think I sent that through to you, so thought it was pretty extreme. Um, but it's kind of something I had absolutely no idea about. So people have reached out to me, and like uh, you said, everyone's symptoms are different. They're like, did you feel like this? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't. Um, so I can't really comment on it. But as a whole, you know, people just don't know really where to go. Um, and that's, I guess, what I'm sort of being able to... Like, the guys I saw in Melbourne, they're able to detect exactly what's going on in your head and why... Um, and these people are fantastic, but people don't know they're around. Um, and neither did I. And it took me a year um, to sort of work out that they were there and available, and they worked out exactly what was wrong with me and what was causing the symptoms. So everyone's different, I've noticed, because everyone asked me, you know, why do I feel like this? And i got absolutely no idea. But uh, there are people out there that can work it out and give you the appropriate advice. Um, but just in the meantime, I help people through it and make sure they, they realise that they're not alone. That's the hard part because, like you said, it is invisible. People don't see it. Like, I walk down the street, I look perfectly normal. I really do. I, I talk normal, I act normal, um, and no one could really understand the war that's kind of going on in my head. So, um, yeah, that that's the whole point of speaking about this is because I want people to understand they're not alone and that they will get through it because it is in, invisible injuries are incredibly difficult to go through. Yeah, last one, Trent, because we are a little bit pressed for time. It's been an insightful chat, by the way, but what were your first observations? Uh, and you kind of touched on it before, but when you saw the Angus Brayshaw news yesterday? Um, it's 
tragic, really. You know, a guy at 28, um, you know, having to make pretty serious health decisions, you know, that's that shows that we've got a lot of work to do. You know, this shouldn't really be happening. And I think there was Mark Adams, Paul Seedsman, uh, Max Lynch, and one other, Paddy McCartan, obviously, all in this same season. So shows us a lot of work to do when, you know, five guys in their absolute prime are having to pull the pin. But... It's pretty courageous by him to do it, you know. Um, I think the decision was taken out of his hands, but, you know, to be sitting on, a, I think, a five-year deal he was, you know, Melbourne are in a pretty good spot, you know. It would be easy to try and, you know, um, try and stick around and keep, um, you know, pushing and, and finding answers. So it, it's sad to see, but it just shows we've got a lot of work to do. But hats off to him. He's a very smart person. He's going to be successful in whatever he does. Uh, it's just unfortunate he's going to, miss the back end of his career, but um, hopefully we start seeing some more change. You know, like I said, I don't want the game to change. I want our attitude to change, just so we don't have people like that. People like myself, I might never play again, so um, I don't want to see that. I want people to play footy as long as they can, enjoy the game and love it, you know, because, and that's important. Uh, that's what really matters, because there's a lot of benefits to footy, so um, hopefully there's some change from it. Very good, Trent. Uh, thanks very much again for sharing your story. You're doing a great job too, I think, why being so readily available to offer advice to people. It's a very scary injury, mate. I've been, you know, I haven't had a heaps of injuries compared to a lot of footballers, but um, nothing can compare to the concussion because you just don't know the healing process. And you're a big help when you uh, got back to me earlier in the week, and I'm sure you're helping out those all the dozens of other people that you've been talking to. So best of luck also with the rest of your journey with concussion, and, and I hope you can reach that, not peace, but, you know, do what you want to do, whether that's a return to, to footy or, or coaching or whatever it might be, mate. But really appreciate you giving your time this morning. No, no worries. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks again. Cheers, mate. Plenty more to come here at SEN Fridays in the Top End, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. You're listening to Fridays at the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark for breakfast. Powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers.